Rob, I'm sorry I had to chain you to that chair. Um, I, yeah, question uh, (laughs) about the chair chaining. Uh, Yeah, why did you chain me to this chair? Well, I'm getting to that. Oh, okay, Um, I interrupted you, I'm sorry. Believe me, uh, the why is maybe less important than the did I want to do it? Mm Mm-mm, I didn't. Oh, okay. It had to be done. Right. And... I can tell you're distressed. Yeah. You seem to be aging rapidly as you're sitting in the chair. I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't even want to unpack it, frankly. (laughs) If your voice changes, so be it. Right. Right. But um, so far I'm okay. Um, But I do, I do want to get out of these chains chains here, Dan. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I just need one thing from you. Okay. I just need you to say, I love you more than anything in the world, Dan Gagliardi. Well, I mean, I, I feel like I say that to you all the time. Is it, why, why is now any different? I can't remember you ever saying it even once. How dare you? All right. Uh, well, if you say it all the time, it shouldn't be any big deal to say it right now. No. Into I'm your microphone. Totally fine saying that. Okay. Uh, all right. Go. Go ahead. This is very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I know. Right. It could, it honestly could have been more uncomfortable. Oh, well. I didn't want you in such excruciating pain that uh, you couldn't say I love you more than anything in the world, Dan Gagliardi. But it, I mean, it seems to be bringing you excruciating yeah. pain. Just yeah. trying to get the words out. Well, I I appreciate you not putting me through excruciating pain. No worries. All right. Um, I <clears throat> love you. Mm-hmm. More than yes. anything in the whole uh, world, <laughs> Dan Gagliardi. I okay. I did see the fly fly into your mouth. Uh, <clears throat> you good? Can you? Yeah. Can I have some water? Uh, in a minute. Yes, yeah, <laughs> sure. I just need a. I just need another uh, quick another thing from you. Okay. If you could um, maybe sit, give me your uh, mother's maiden name. Um, it, it, what is this for now? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, just to get out of the chain. So <laughs> hit me with the mother's maiden name. Oh, the password protected? That's right. Oh, son of a bitch. All mm-hmm. right. Two-factor authentication, bitch. <laughs> What happens when they come out with three factor? Am I right? Like what? what uh, <laughs> all right, Jerry. That's <laughs> where does it end? Is all I'm saying. It's, it's this kind of riffing that this is why I had to restrain you. <laughs> right. This is the kind of shit that landed me right in this chair. I get it. <laughs> all right. This has gone on long enough. This week on King Me, uh, it's a different kind of vampire story returns. This is Nosferatu season two, part two. Hill of the King Me. Hill of the King Me. Welcome to 
Hill of the King me. Uh, the official Joe Hill movie podcast? Yeah, that's what The this official is. podcast of uh, procreating down on through the generations? Yeah, just can, making a little can, clone of yourself and putting him to work. <laughs> the official podcast of heavily editing the intro? Maybe. All right. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> so we are here yeah. to, um, much like the protagonist of the show, mm. bury a monster. <laughs> we are here to put an end to terrible suffering <sighs> and conclude our, I don't know, year-long discussion of the TV series Nosferatu. Yeah. What am I, some sort of... Goddamn immortal hanging around the whatever that room was. Oh, wasn't it called it was called like the the Papillon or some <laughs> shit. It wasn't called the Papillon, no, but, but it, it was basically kind of like was. That, yeah. Or like the Ishtar or something. It was just like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It was something like not that Ishtar is vaguely literary, but it it was right? It was vaguely literary. Vaguely yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Dan, I am glad to be wrapping this up. Yeah, to think we could have been through this in two episodes. Parnassus, by the way. Ah, Parnassus. Now, back to raking you over the coals. The people... Uh, Could have been... The people that listen to this show would love it if we... We could break down every episode. We could do one episode of the podcast for every episode of Nosferatu, and I think people would enjoy that. Rob, that's not true. I know it's not true. First of all. <laughs> they like when we're in a good mood. Yeah. And Sometimes. This, yeah. You know? I, I never know. They, I, my understanding is that they like that we are having a good time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, when people say that, they're like, oh, these guys are having a good time. I imagine like... Uh, I don't know. It's like when you see like I don't know, two rats like wrestling around or something. Like, You're like are they fighting or fucking? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, those guys look like they're having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any part of it, but I, they look they're having fun. <laughs> we are the two rats of podcasting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hashtag these two rats. These two rats. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, our tails are tangled. We're still going going strong. Yep. Okay, so Nosferatu, uh, season Nosferatu. two. We're, we're looking at the back nine, or back five. The back, yeah, the back five. When last we left our hero, our <laughs> quivering, crying hero. Ugh, just, oh my God ball of emotion at all times i thought i thought al- like <laughs> alcoholism was supposed to numb the pain <laughs> traditionally that's what it does i i'm not usually in the business of giving this kind of advice but i would advise <laughs> her to drink more she's gotta yeah. calm down dude yes and keep like put some more fucking telephones in the oven do some <laughs> this is all right, so this is the story of a girl who cried a river and uh, saved her own son. Yeah, 
Uh, kinda. Kinda. <laughs> almost. <laughs> Here's, uh, yeah, I think this, the conclusion of this show really underlines the problem we've had with it the whole time, which is that the supernatural elements feel superimposed onto mm-hmm. the real emotional stakes of yes. the show. A hundred percent. Cause uh, like, yeah. Oh, what were all, you going to say? No, all like, you know, these, these last five episodes have been, uh, a pain in the ass to watch. They're not interesting. <laughs> the only, like, you know, it's a 45 minute show, five of them. There's maybe like 10 minutes in that where there's like, where that's good television. That's good yeah, and, emotional storytelling. And it's a monologue. And it, right. It's a monologue. <laughs> There's like a monologue there. And maybe there, I, there might be another conversation between the mom and the dad, like later on. Yeah. But, uh, but you know what? It. I'll tell you something. This show gave me that I didn't know I needed, um, which is uh, people with that Southie accent saying, see fa. <laughs> <laughs> Vic, you gotta be careful. We got timers on half those C Fa's. <laughs> that C Fa's gonna blow, Vic. That's pretty good. C Fa. C Fa. Yeah. Um, okay. So when we last we left them, mm-hmm. um uh, let's see. Charlie Manx had just dri- uh driven away. With uh, oh, would you believe it? Charlie Wayne. Manx drove away. This bitch is always all this bitch this, does is drive away. This old bitch, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is what they call him at the end. He's just an old bitch, yeah. dude. The <laughs> he, fucking Zach Zachary Quinto in his yeah. insane uh, old man voice driving like <laughs> at top speed yeah. in his old jalopy, being like harlot. Fell wench, whore, whore. <laughs> wild. wild, so stuff. wild. Uh, uh, I, I we we talked a little bit about this uh, over text message today. I I think I hate Zachary Quinto or Quinto, <laughs> whatever it is. It's I yeah. hate everything about him. Uh, every time he's on screen. Bye. Hey, everything. <laughs> You're in a very musical uh, mood. You were just a, a minute ago. You were talking about the girl who cried a river and drowned. Uh, one the whole world. Yeah. Well, yeah. that actually happened to a friend of mine. Oh, so, <laughs> shit. <yeah. laughs> I know. It's crazy, dude. <laughs> That's fucked up, dude. It's fucking crazy, dude. Uh, no, I Zachary Zachary Quinto, uh, just really fucking like. So, you called really, it. Yeah. May I say you called it theater acting, which uh, yeah, I know what you mean. He's like he's he's performing for the rafters, you know. Yeah, he's right. He's it's, he's playing to the back of the uh, the auditorium here. It's big and it's broad, and <sighs> it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> Much like theater, <laughs> fucking blows. No, just kidding. Theater, you're great, babe. Never change. <laughs> Love you. The happy, the happy mess, the sad mess. Ah, love you too. Mm. Never change. Uh huh. Uh huh. Are you a? Did you like Zachary Quinto's uh, big, broad 
stupid no. performance. <laughs> no. No. That's okay. that okay, yeah. I I I So obviously he made choices as far as like how he was going to play the character, right? <laughs> obviously he made choices. Obviously he made some choices <laughs> and you know, he's got he has to live with that. Um, yeah. <laughs> But I also, and that's kind of what this show is about. <laughs> it's, a, it's about living with your decisions, right? It's it's almost like a like an experiment or something where like they're like we're gonna make a show about like living with your decisions, but in but what the real experiment mm. is is we're actually gonna teach all of the actors on set to make a decision and then have to live with it forever. Yes, <laughs> and then the audience will have to cope with having watched the show, right? That part or is like when you go to, see a movie in like two filthy 4D. rats talk about it on a podcast yeah. or something. <laughs> we are two filthy rats. <laughs> um, yeah, fucking uh, I, so like Zachary uh, Quinto. I, I whatever it does. I, I watched him on uh, Heroes, uh, and, uh, and he plays. He, he, the bad guy. I don't know. Season one Lex of Heroes. Lex Luthor. Oh, no, that's Smallville. Yeah, that's Smallville. Mm. No, season one was good. And then the, the writer strike man. happened. Hey, writer strike happening right now. Wow. Um, flat circle, huh? Flat circle, baby. <laughs> you know, a writer wrote that. So let that be a lesson to you. Yeah. Uh, what's that guy's name? The guy who wrote Flat Circle? No, no, no. The the uh, executive who's ruining, who's who is pissed off now three separate unions, and they're like all going to strike at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, what, is yeah. his name like? Is it something with a V? Maybe. Uh, oh, I have no. It, it's not that guy that gave that uh, uh, that like commencement speech, right at that college. It is that guy. Oh, it is that guy. Oh, HBO Max guy. Uh, well, now just Max. Executive. As of today, as of oh, when yeah. we're recording this, it's just Max. Right. <laughs> we're dropping the HBO. It's cleaner. <laughs> it's less clear than ever. It's, right. It's just Max. I, I saw like a bunch David of Zaslov. That's Ugh. his name. Yeah, that fucking prick. <laughs> Hold on. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. There are, okay, several chief executive officers. Okay, this guy works for AT&T, which I guess owns HBO. Okay. Max? Yeah. Um, this guy's name is... John- <laughs> oh, boy. John T. Stanky. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, you can't just make up names and say I, that they run whole corporations. No, I'm telling you, it's John T. Stanky, the CEO of AT&T. And his COO is Lionel Puke. <laughs> Get me Stanky on the phone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You right? like he's some like weird sweaty pervert. <laughs> you know he's in the office. Should I go get him? No, get him on the phone. I don't want him in here. No, I oh. don't want his greasy ass touching that seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's like a squishing sound as he walks in. <laughs> yeah, oh. like he, like he's wear, wore all of his clothes like into and fell in a lake. And he's just like every step is just like squish, squish. Oh. 
Uh, Stanky. <laughs> what are you doing to me here? <laughs> anyway, yeah, David Zaslov. Uh, uh, Zaz. The Zaz man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Couldn't happen we, to a nicer guy. Uh, uh, yeah. How do we, we get on ta- Zaz? We're talking... We were talking executives, writer strike. Uh, oh, writers Zachary Quinto yeah. on Z- Heroes season on Heroes. two. Right. So, I mean, so I, I saw him on Heroes, and then I, I've seen him in the Star Trek movies, and that's about it, right? And in the Star Trek movies, he's specifically not supposed to emote, right? Mm-hmm. He's a, a goddamn Vulcan, um, it, which work, I think it works in his favor, because then he just, you know, he can not emote. He cannot yeah. do the thing that he's doing in this show. Yeah. Do you think, um, do you think on set... He like went up to JJ Abrams. He was like, "Listen, do you mind if I, I, I have like this voice <laughs> that I think would be great, perfect for this character, for Doctor Speck or whatever his name is." <laughs> and uh, yeah, I lo- yeah, it's fucking ugh, yeah. whatever. It's not logical, Captain. <laughs> Live long and <laughs> prosper, dude. Okay, real quick. Yeah, let's get. Let me get ahead of myself. The <laughs> moment in the show when yeah. the <laughs> when um the uh, McQueen family Sifa has been set off around Christmas Land. Yeah. And uh, it is killing Charlie Manx. It is yes. compromising Charlie Manx and making him old, right. fast. Compromising his immune system. <laughs> He's looking for his daughter, Millie. And he goes up to that one kid. He goes, have you seen Millie? And she just <laughs> stares at him. He goes, yeah. have you seen Millie? <laughs> have you in, seen Millie? In my memory, it happens like five times. I'm sure it's two or three, but... No, but it did feel... It, I know exactly what you're talking about. That did feel they're also strange. Like, yeah, they're like cutting to wide shots and stuff, and it's just... That, that just was... Changing yeah. angles. Oof. Yeah. That was weird. Um, yeah. Fuck. Uh, fuck. Fuck this shit. Yeah. Um, so when we last left, right, Charlie Manx drove away with uh, young uh, Master Wayne in the car, leaving. Yes. Uh, Reminder uh, yeah. that Vic McQueen, our protagonist, her son's name is Bruce Wayne. Right. Bruce Wayne McQueen. Bruce Wayne McQueen. Right. Goes by Wayne. He does. Um, no, it's and uh, left Bing Partridge behind. Um, and then, uh, yeah, yeah, this is um, basically where we left off. Right. Like, and then Vic, Vic was in the hospital, right? Yep. Uh, Vic's in the hospital. Lou, her, uh, uh, no boyfriend. Oh yeah. Yeah. Boyfriend. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Lou. Lou's in the hospital. Her father, Chris, also in the hospital. Yep. Everyone's been shot or had their head slammed against glass, which, it, it turns out only triggered a heart attack. He wasn't in there for the head wound. It was the heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> Having a full heart attack. Yeah. Um, he goes, he goes out like, uh, well, he doesn't die, but it's a, it's a bit of a Donnie from big Lebowski situation. Yeah, just right? like, grabs his chest. In the heat of the moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Except go. Donnie didn't also get his head bashed against the car. <laughs> Very strange. Anyway, so yeah. episode six, we catch up with uh, this guy, John. Right? Who the fuck? We like John. Who is John? Here's a, here's a hint. A moment of your time. Uh, the TikTok man. The TikTok man. <laughs> He's uh, oh he's his character's name is Jonathan the Hourglass Beckett. Mm-hmm. Like I'm he's like, like a prize fighter from the twenties. Yeah, named after his hourglass figure. Yeah, his childbearing <laughs> hips. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> hourglass yeah, this, takes another one off the hip. Shouldn't be a problem. Uh, this character sucks. Yes, is. I, this might be in a show lousy with lousy acting. Yeah, Paul Schneider has set the bar so incredibly low. Yes, it's like it's it is crazy. like. I think it's on par with the child actors who, uh, the little demon kids or whatever. Um, no, honestly, the demon kids are fine. I'm thinking more like the kid who plays Bruce Wayne, McQueen is. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Hard to watch. They give yeah. he's got so much to do, and I think probably the director bears a lot of responsibility here because, like, it's not even like he's dialing up the correct emotion and doing a bad job of it. He's just right. kind of like he doesn't seem to know what he's supposed to be doing from moment to moment. No, you're right. Um, I honestly, I think that. Uh, the writing on this show is so shitty. It is really bad. That's a it's big part of the problem. So fucking bad. Yeah. And like, it, it just makes all of the really uh, uh, difficult performances from everybody. Yeah. Uh, it just makes yeah. One hand so much is really glaring. yeah. One hand's really washing the other here. Yeah. Or smearing human shit on the other. <laughs> right. Might be the better way of putting it. Right. Um. But yeah, so I thought he was bad, and I also thought the kid who played young Charlie Manx was like crazy. I I was texting you about this, but it was so like he has a Zoomer diction, like it's the way he pronounces certain sounds. Like, yeah, right. I I know what you're talking. About. It's hard to describe, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. and he's and it's supposed to be like 1890, <laughs> right? He's like. Yeah, I can't. I can't even do it. But that whole that fucking storyline is strange, Dan. <laughs> yeah, like that's the okay. That is the big issue with Charlie Manx as a character, right? Is that he's yeah. both this like he's both supposed to be like a a guy, like an actual guy, and mm-hmm. like a malevolent force. Like they yes. can't land on one or the other. They they really can't. It's like. I don't know. Up until uh, this season, well, all of the first season, I thought he was just some sort of like malevolent figure, right? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, in the first season, we saw him with like that uh, girlfriend from like in the fifties or sixties or whatever that was. Yeah. Um, But even then, I I was just like, oh, this guy is probably just like, you know, perpetually forty or so years old looking. Yeah. And he just like. You know, he just lives, he's been around for centuries. And that's not the case. He was just a little boy in 1890 mm-hmm. do, doing a dance in a, in a, in a brothel. Doing um, a, yeah, hell of a jig. Hell of a jig. Yeah. Uh, entertaining some of the men folk between 
uh, you know, lays. Right. <laughs> well, that's like that's that's some like like pedophile Ludovico treatment. It's like <laughs> while you're waiting to have sex, watch this little boy do a jig. <laughs> Uh, and know, hey, guess what? It worked on one of the townsfolk. Yeah, the one of we one of those guys is like, you know what? <laughs> I'm out on these women. These kids are where it's at. <laughs> yes, um, you changed my mind. Yeah. Um, so this guy is the owner of the general store in town, and he. Uh, we'll get back to Jonathan the Hourglass Beckett. I'm oh, in yeah, no yeah. hurry to check in with Jonathan the Hourglass Beckett. <laughs> right. Jonathan the Battle Axe Beckett. Um, he, so yeah, the the owner of the general store in 1890, he recruits Charlie Manx to be his Ghislaine Maxwell, and Dan, <laughs> he's I, I literally have that written in my ro- my notes. The young Manx is Ghislaine Maxwell is Ghislaine Maxwelling for Mister Tim, the general store owning creep. Yep. <laughs> Yes, so his his role is to basically trick boys into going to do odd jobs, quote unquote, right for this pedophile, mm-hmm. and in exchange he gets a nickel, right for every boy he delivers. Wait, and, and like his, uh, so Charlie Manx, young Manx's mom is one of the uh, prostitutes, sex workers. Uh, I think they were called prostitutes back then, to be honest. I mean, they were called a lot worse back then. Yeah, that's true. In this show, in fact. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yes. So, uh, and, uh, uh, she, like, she, she's she's basically like the hooker with a heart of gold sort of trope. Like, mm-hmm. she is, you know, she is a prostitute, but also, like, uh, she tries to be a very caring mother for yes. the young Manx. Um, not like, uh, I, I don't know, I feel like... Um, I feel like this has come up, maybe not in Stephen King. I've seen this in other movies where it's like, you know, the mom of like some some person, some villain or whatever is a prostitute, but they're like abusive and they have abusive like men coming over all the time. Yeah. Like, uh, Rorschach and Watchmen, you know, yeah. like shit like that. Yeah. What would you say? Or eight, I said Eight Mile. Eight Mile. Both, <laughs> both, both stories about guys writing in their notebooks a lot. Yeah. It's true. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Um, so, but even like, uh, young Manx, he tells his mom that, uh, he's working for Mr. Tim sending, uh, boys over there to do work for him. And she, she's like, Oh, don't, uh, she got, she yeah, knows she's, that this guy yeah, is like, she's like don't you fucking pedophile creep. Right. But also like, you know, He's earning money, and you get the impression that if she could be making enough money to support them mm-hmm. any other way, she would. So, like, it seems like a situation where it's not a terrible thing for him to be bringing in more money. So she kind of lands on, don't go over there yourself. Like, right. the the deal he makes with uh, this guy is that um, he's working, saving up money to buy a sled. And yes. she says, when you have enough money to buy the sled, we'll go over together. Right. Um, what ends up happening is that on Christmas Day... Uh, Christmas! Manx, oh, my favorite! Uh, he goes to... Uh, it's it, like it's a brothel or whatever. They're, the room It's like almost like an old it's tiny Deadwood. saloon. It's yeah. like the bar downstairs and then rooms upstairs, whatever. It's Deadwood. 
Yeah, it's Deadwood, exactly. You gotta believe me. <laughs> you still haven't uh, watched it, have you? No, I haven't. Because you're too busy watching The Sopranos. Yes, I am. <laughs> you have no idea what you're In missing. succession. That's almost done. Um, anyway. Right. Anyway. So, uh, so Young Manx, he, uh, he comes in. He has his sled in hand. So we know that uh, he's earned enough money and he's been, been sledding all morning. It's Christmas morning and he's, he's been playing, right? Walks into the bar. The place is completely empty except for uh, Mr. Tim, the general store owning creep. And, uh, you know, Mr. Tim asks uh, Manx to pour him a whiskey. And then uh, Manx goes behind the bar. And then Mr. Tim goes behind the bar. And it cuts away. But you assume that, you know, Mr. Tim. Something uh, bad has happened. Yeah, some sort of, you know, awful thing happened. Um, Then uh, pretty soon after that, uh, basically, as Mr. Tim is, like, putting his suspenders back on. Yeah. (laughs) Like, terrible. Uh, young Manx takes his sled and just breaks it across uh, Mr. Tim's back and starts beating him with like one of the uh, like one of the metal pieces, uh, you know, just like really just laying into him and yeah. kills him. Um, very uh, very much now a hill trope mm. that you uh, as the powerless person in a. Uh, homosexual encounter than kill the person you had the encounter with. What is Locking Key? Oh Sam. Sam Lesser. You're right, Sam Lesser. Yeah. He does that. He also beats that guy to death, doesn't he? I believe he does, yeah. With like yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, with like a tie iron or something. Yeah. Uh, Joe Hill, go to therapy. Yeah. (laughs) Um yeah, so, and then uh, Manx's mom comes down, sees what, you know, Charlie has done. She's like, what happened? And he's like, why didn't you protect me? You knew what he was up to. And Yeah, and she kind of like, lets it fly. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, you knew too. And he's like, no, I didn't. And we, as a viewer, we know he knew. We think maybe Just, he knew. He knew. You think he knew? I do think he knew. He may have known. I think he knew. I think when, like, when uh, uh, somebody says something, uh, like, he, when Manx, young Manx is negotiating with that one kid and then sends a kid off with Mr. Tim, somebody starts talking to him and they're like, uh, you know, you should, like, stay away from Mr. Tim or whatever. Uh, I don't know. It, it, I just got the impression that he knew and he just didn't want to, like, you know, admit it. Yeah. Okay. That was, I don't know. I mean, I'm not disagreeing. I just, but wait, I so, watched this yesterday, and it's already flipped. I know, me, so <laughs> it's already dripped out of my head, one hundred percent. But then uh, Charlie Manx's eyes go like TV static, and then he kills his mom. Um, I guess while while those little angry evil snowmen look look on yeah. from the window. I don't understand. Like, it would have been so helpful if we could have seen, like, his mom in the inscape also. Yep. Right? That would have made the rules, like, crystal clear, maybe. I have no fucking clue what the rules are here. At the end of season two, I, I am still very unsure of what 
what goes yeah. and what doesn't. Well, you know what really threw me was learning that he extracts their souls before they go into the inscape. Yeah. yeah Keeps yeah. them. Also, the fact that they cop to stealing that from Harry Potter, who is kind of weird. <laughs> uh huh. Thought that yeah. was weird. Yeah. There's a lot of like, um, like Chris Hardwick nerd culture references getting dropped in here, real yeah. surface level kind of stuff, right? Like sure. there's a lot of like, there's like an exchange with uh, Lou and Vic where he's like, "I'm like Han Solo, you're like Leia," and yep, yeah, <laughs> pretty. Also, the worst. Oh, and they do like, um, oh. The, do you remember this conversation also when she's like, did you just refer to yourself in the third person? Yes, I do. It's yeah. like, bro, you wrote this script. Yeah, you can't. How dare you? Yeah, <laughs> yes, you can't. You just fucking don't. Yeah, that's dumb. And it's like the, it's just, there's just zero chemistry between these two people. Oh my like God. Like a dearth of chemistry. It's, it's so weird like every scene that they're in together i'm like well these two are clearly just friends yeah and like there's even conversations where they're like are we gonna stay together right like do you actually want to be with me? me right every opportunity to just be like i think we're just friends yeah and then like before vic goes off on like her final mission to kill manx blow up christmas land all that shit right there's like there's a moment between them where, uh, you know, he's he's saying things, she's saying that, and then they just kiss, right? And I legitimately, the whole time that they were standing there talking to each other like that, I was like, I don't even think they're going to kiss each other goodbye right now. Yeah. I, like, this is this could be the last time that they see each other, but, like, they don't It really always seems care. like, yeah, <laughs> every moment of intimacy, I'm like, is she about to kiss him on the forehead? Yep. <laughs> it really just feels like, yeah, I care so much about you. Let's yes. not ruin it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I already, I just, I care so much about you and I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> it's really weird. Really, really weird. It's really that their whole, that dynamic is very strange. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, back to this, uh, TikTok man's hourglass. Oh fella. yes, of course, Jonathan, um, Jonathan, uh, uh, Baba Booey Beckett, <laughs> Jonathan the Hourglass Beckett. Right. So this played guy, by Paul yeah, Schneider. Right. AKA Zachary Quinto two. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, he uh, best known for. <laughs> getting written out of season one of Parks and Rec. <laughs> yep. Where he played, what's that character's name? Mark Brandanowitz? Does that sound right? I don't know. It was basically Jim Halpert, the Jim Halpert totally. of, yeah. Yeah, of that show. Yeah. That show, man, the arc of that show is so funny because it's clear that they were like. It, it's crazy. It's really strange because they were Every clearly like, we're going to be like, meaner than. The Office, like The right. Office, lost its bite after like season two. We're not doing that. This show's right. gonna be this show's gonna be full of piss and vinegar. Yep. And then they're like, actually, we have to be so nice. We have to. <laughs> be we're so actually really nice. nice. Um, is that the same? 
people who did Ted Lasso, or does it just feel that way? Do you yeah, I think it just feels that way. Yeah, let's find out. What were you going to say about that show? No, I, I think every season of that show feels like it. it's almost like a different show. Uh, Parks and Rec. Like, the way that... Um, I don't know. Things things start off like in the the whole first season is just like basically a carbon copy of The Office. Mm-hmm. Um, the second season is a show that's trying to figure out what it is, if not a carbon copy of The Office. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like I don't know the uh, the heightening of like absurdities. Uh, it starts out very high and then like kind of like tapers off. I think yeah. Um, and it, it plays as more like, uh, oh, this is almost like real life, but sillier, right? Yeah. Like, oh, but also everybody, everybody's in love with each other. Everybody just fucking loves each other so much. They're the anti-social libertarian is everybody's dad, actually. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the psycho type a careerist. Well, she's actually very nice, too. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. I feel like that character in season one is, like, pretty on the money. And then... I, I Honestly, I haven't watched season one. The last time I watched season one of Parks and Rec, I thought that she was doing, like, a you know, a Michael Scott thing. Yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, she is, like, inept like him, but mm-hmm. also, like, very singularly focused on her job instead of yes. being like a girl boss who's also like she's <laughs> got a boyfriend and a family and she just has it all yeah it's yeah. like <laughs> i mean i i don't listen, i don't love shows, a hero <laughs> it's like listen not every show can be nosferatu not all shows have to be uh, Deadwood or The Sopranos. Sometimes people just want to watch a nice show with nice people doing fun things as friends. No, <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's, that's what, I mean, that's that's what it is. I know, Parks but it's a, it's supposed to be a comedy. What's funny about that? What's funny <laughs> about being nice to your friends? <laughs> Nothing. That's why, as friends. Mm-hmm. You also like bust each other's balls, you know. Yeah, you got. Hey, I'm you bust chops. Yeah. Hey, I hope you brought a, f- a fresh pair of chops because I'm gonna bust them. Whoa, <laughs> I'm gonna bust them. <laughs> so, yes, that's a bad show, and so is this. Speaking yep. of this show, let's keep talking about it. Definitely, the TikTok man himself, Jonathan. Right. Uh, Jonathan, the situation Beckett. Right. He has the power to make people do what he say. He says a moment of your time, and then he fli- he flips an hourglass. He says, "Go do that for me." Right. And for as long as the hourglass has sand in the top part, they will do what he says. Right. And, and then usually, what ends up happening is when once the sand runs out, they kill themselves. Yes. Um, so he tries yeah. to. He uh, he controls a nurse or someone working at the hospital where every single character on the show is currently um, occupying a bed. (laughs) (laughs) And he is commanded to try to kill Vic with a big syringe full of what I can only assume is poison. Yeah, it's poison. (laughs) (laughs) 
the do- skull and crossbones <laughs> on the vial. The the doctor comes in with this uh, syringe of poison, like comes in like a fucking like a psychopath with like yeah. The People are like trying hand. to talk to him on the way there, and he's just like, <laughs> "Must kill Vic McQueen." <laughs> and he, instead of like, uh, you know, when when you know Vic is hooked up to like, um, she's getting a blood transfusion, I guess. Also, uh, and instead of like, there's a little extra tube for when you want to like inject, you know, maybe. Uh, uh, some sort of a painkiller or something like that, right? For nurses and doctors to administer, you know, drugs directly mm-hmm. into your veins without poking you again. It just all goes through that one tube. And the doctor just goes and goes to the bag of blood and just injects the bag of blood, <laughs> and which raises some flags with uh, yeah. with uh, Vic's friend Maggie. Um, That's that makes it seem like. Uh, Jonathan, um, what's his nickname again? Uh, the t- uh, TikTok uh, Hourglass Man. Yeah, Jonathan TikTok Hourglass Beckett. <laughs> uh, it sounds like he was too specific with his instructions. Yeah, because he himself is not a doctor. He is a guy who sits at a bar <laughs> all the time <laughs> right. uh, in yes, a three-piece a suit. Um, yeah, so he wasn't just like, go kill someone in the way a doctor would. He was like, I want you to take this, take a syringe, fill it with hospital poison, and I want you to put that poison in the bag, put in the blood bag. (laughs) Uh, then, uh, the doctor runs away. Maggie is, uh, chasing the doctor, which as she's running through the hospital too, it is funny to see like there are cops and FBI agents like around, but nobody's in the room. Like nobody is actually watching over mm-hmm. this person. Yeah. Um, and then, so Maggie catches up and then the doctor like jabs the needle just full of air into his veins. Um, and she's, she does that thing. Like, why'd you do this? What, what happened? Right. Like trying to get answers before the guy dies. Um, again, this, the, the woman who's playing, uh, Maggie, uh, is bad. She really the the scene where she's trying to like seduce Jonathan uh, Bing Bong Beckett I is one of the craziest things yeah. I've ever seen. It's the, like it's it, like you, it's as sexy as like um what's Amy Sedaris's character's name on Strangers with Candy? Like when remember, she's trying yeah. to be sexy, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, something, right? Yes, Jer- yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's like the same kind of just like, (laughs) I can't really like, I I can't really explain how not sexy it is. It's so not sexy. Uh, it's like, she's never, uh, interacted in like a flirty way before. Like, you know, like never talked in sort of a, yeah, it's just, it's so fucking weird the performance is so weird um, and here's the thing i mean you want to talk about no chemistry her with her girlfriend is like yeah. you can't even be like oh well it's like you know maybe it's a choice because her character right. is gay and she's in- interacting with this man no right. when she's no. interacting with her girlfriend it is as weird 
it's, it's like yeah. there's a thick layer of frosted glass between them. It's like they can barely hear each other. <laughs> they might as well be standing a mile apart at just like opposite ends of a mile long football field. Yeah. Ugh. Um, fuck. Yeah. So, uh, uh, right. So she, Maggie, ultimately, she finds out that like there's this guy who made the doctor do this. So she has to go see him at his, is this his hotel? Or he just stays there or something? No, Yeah, he's just staying there. She uses her bag of tiles to right. find him. So, goes, right. And so she goes goes to the bar. This is when she does the most awkward seduction ever. And for a while, too. For, yeah, oh, for by a, the way, he's not really picking up the slack either. Oh, no. <laughs> he barely seems interested. He's supposed to be like this aggressive, lecherous creep. Right. And he can't do that. No, he can't. One of the easiest things to do is be a lecherous creep. <laughs> it comes so naturally. Yes. <clears throat> so uh, they go up. So he he uh, um, you know they they understand that they're both you know these. I don't think they say strong creatives. I forget what they, the word they use, but they're both blissfully like, few instances of the phrase strong creative. Yeah. I they're say. both these, like they both have powers, right? So, um, Maggie, she, uh, like in the conversation, or whatever, she convinces him to show her, like, I guess, you know, a little bit more about it or how to avoid having like all the seizures and whatever. So they go up to his room he, sh- he tells her that if you inflict pain on yourself or somebody else, then you won't, uh, you know, the uh, whatever the thing is that that hurts you seizure in uh, the TikTok man's case. It's like losing his hearing. He's like bleeding out of his ears. Yeah. yeah. Whenever he uses his powers. So that's why he makes everybody kill themselves is so he doesn't you know feel the effects. Um and then he rolls up his sleeve and he shows her like all of these cigarette burn scars. And she's like, Oh, okay. So if I burn myself and then use the bag and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, that's how it works. Um, can you ask your bag if I ever become immortal? And she does. And the bag says no. And he gets very upset about this and he mm. storms off. Which is how he earned his nickname, Jonathan, the disappointed guy Beckett. Right. But when he comes back, He's like Jonathan the crybaby Beckett. Right, he's a big fucking crybaby. He is a big fucking crybaby. When he he comes back and he's like, uh, I think maybe your bag was wrong. Uh, you should ask it again. And she's like, I, it's not, it's never wrong. It's not wrong. Like, it, this, I'm sorry. You're, I'm sorry it said that, but like, this is just what it is. And he's like, he demands that she does it again. Then there's like a fight, like a physical fight or whatever. And she ends up, uh, Stepping on the hourglass, destroying it and killing him. Um. Well, what I think probably what kills him is the shank to the chest. Oh, did he? Did he get shanked in the chest? Yeah, because he's like, he's like got her on the ropes, right? But yeah, he, before that, um, when he first found out that he wouldn't live forever, he like uh-huh. smashed a mirrored table and the yes. glass shattered. She takes a piece of that and just jams it in him, but good. 
Oh, that's true. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, although, I, I mean, also, it seems like destroying your special thing seems to physically weaken you as a strong creative. Right. I, I think, I think the hour, like, her stepping on the hourglass was of note yeah. in the show. Like, the way that it was shot, and, like, I think it, yeah. it might even be, like, the last thing you see in that scene. Yeah. Does, um, uh, does she say, time's up? Oh. No, she doesn't. When it, when she steps on his hourglass, does he go? Oh fuck, my little hourglass! <laughs> no, oh fuck, I really liked it. That's the other fuck the hourglass thing. It's like, it's a, like a one of the. It's like, like the one you get with Jumanji. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's a Jumanji uh, hourglass. Yep. Uh, um. So she she leaves now knowing that she can use the bag. She won't have the seizures. She just has to burn herself with a cigarette. Right. Okay. Now, Do you McQueen, think everyone knows about the Jumanji hourglass? Oh, I don't know. In my in my world, that was the most popular thing to do for children. Was, was what? Play, Play Jumanji? the Jumanji board game. Home edition. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of fun. That I mean, our, the movie was a, a good time at the cinema. It's true. Uh, Hitting big mosquitoes with a tennis racket. Yeah, that's great. That's great stuff. Remember, remember that one shot of like all the animals running down the street, and then the, like I think it's a rhino or an elephant or something that like like tramples over a yeah, car. Yeah, I remember that clip being everywhere. Yeah, forever. Like in like how'd uh, they do it? Oh man, how'd they smash that car? Make it look like an elephant did it? Right. It's movie magic, man. Yeah, it's just the power of the cinema. Am I crazy, or did we talk about Robin Williams in his banana leaf skirt on the last episode we recorded? No, that's impossible. <laughs> I think it came up recently. Mm. Anyway. That does kind of sound familiar, but yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> it does. It does. Remember when the boy's turning into a monkey? That's a horrible. Right. That, that's the, the first movie is kind of a horror movie. Yeah. The way that everything plays out. I, I, I watched the, uh, you know, there, there have been two Jumanji movies with The Rock and Kevin Hart in them. Right. And I saw the first one and I didn't care for it at all. So I didn't watch the second one. You don't think it's funny? People seem to fucking love when, those movies. Uh, when Jack Black plays a teenage girl, you don't think that's hilarious? For 90 <laughs> minutes, you don't like this. You don't like that for 90 minutes? Uh, Dan. No, I don't. <laughs> it, it just, it's so, it's too much. It's all, yeah. It, it's just people, way too much. People just, I, I think, rightly expect things to be atrocious. Yeah. And then when they're even slightly better than atrocious, they're just like, that was good. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Give me all of that you got. I, that uh, the movie Date Night. That's another movie that is uh, sort of confounding to me. The uh, the popularity of it. Oh no, I'm not Game I'm Night. Sorry. Not Date Night. Game Night. Game Night. Yeah, it's. I don't people. I've heard that from so many people that it's actually very good, and right. I do not believe them. I think it was. <laughs> I think it just very slightly subverted their expectations, and they. The yes. couldn't believe it. Uh, I, right. I think uh, uh, Jesse Plemons as like this weird sort of shut in uh, neighbor that just wants to hang out with them. I think that is like, oh, a people funny idea. 
Yeah, people were responding to Jesse Plemons, understandably. Perhaps. Yeah, they were confusing him being a national treasure <laughs> with the movie being good. Yeah, I, but like people like it. I don't know. You know, again, not everything is for me. Uh, most you're, movies. You're always saying that. Did your therapist tell you that? <laughs> I, no, it's something I have to tell myself because I'll walk out of every movie just being like, fucking sucked. I feel like you guys are fucking stupid for liking this. <laughs> I think it's just okay to not like most stuff is not good. No. I, and listen, I, like that's like, always been true. Yeah. And, but like, I, I don't know. I feel like if in the case of uh, game night, right. I watched the movie. I'm like, well, I didn't, I did not like that. I thought that was bad. But like you said, there are a ton of people who are like, oh, that's actually a funny movie, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, uh, all right, you know, maybe, you know, I'm glad that you found it funny. Um, I don't want to upset you by saying, I think you're dumb. I'm just going to tell you it's not for me, which it's not. And, you know, maybe most comedies that come out now uh, that say they're comedies and that aren't funny are not for me. But they could t- be for somebody else. That's fine. I'll tell you what. We are aging out of that all-important 18 to 35 demographic, aren't we? Oh, well, I'm I'm well out of that, yeah. Yeah, I guess I still have a few good years left, huh? You do, where they're targeting you specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now, like, I'm aging into, uh, you know, like, watching... 80 for Brady. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like, you know, adult contemporary dramas or something, which they don't even fucking make like movies for grownups. Like, uh, like Double Jeopardy. Yeah, like exactly like Double Jeopardy. She can't be convicted of the same crime twice, baby. <laughs> so uh, this fucking Charlie Max. Well, we didn't even say. So, uh, you know, uh, they stop. Uh, Charlie pulls. I think it's uh, like at a junkyard. And uh, oh right, yeah. The he's, very uh, he's, the very thing we were yeah. parodying in the intro. Exactly. Um, and ten while he's second there, intro, fingers ten, crossed. What did you say? Ten, ten second. Maybe we cut it down to ten seconds. Uh, we'll see. All right. <laughs> um, and then Bing Partridge comes out of nowhere with the gas mask on, with his hose that he jams right in. Manx's face, knocking him out, and then when he wakes up, he is chained to like a uh, like a column in a garage, and a um, load bearing beam, yeah, to be sure. Um, and and he basically he interrogates him, and he's like, uh, "You're not a nice guy. You left me there for the police uh, when you know back at uh, a at, at the McQueen house. Um, they you know she shot me. Then we we." get a little flashback of what happened to Bing. He like he ran away, he killed a guy, went into hiding, that sort of thing. Um killed a he, damn uh yeah. Undertaker. He did. He <laughs> he gave what what was the Undertaker's fucking was it Tombstone? Was that his finishing move? Oh, was it? Maybe. Maybe. Um, I don't know about that. I did think it was funny <laughs> when he so he kills the Undertaker and briefly puts his hat on. I know. That was <laughs> so funny. On, gets rid of the body and he's like, you know what? I don't want this hat. Yeah. He throws it in the hole. That. Yeah. But so, so Bing is like, um, you know, were you ever going to take me to Christmas land? Like, 
What and Mank says no. Tells him what happened to the other guys that were in Bing's position. Mm. Uh, they all died, or you know, they were killed by Manx, or they were fed, fed to, to the, the children. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy! So, which is what you know, Manx was planning on doing with Bing. So, here's so, a question. Oh, sure. In the Inscape, right? Yeah. In Christmas Land. Yes. Many of the kids are ultimately freed. Sorry, sorry to ruin it for the audience. Yeah. But. Does that and they reconstitute in the real world, right? Does that mean a huge pile of viscera also const- reconstitutes in the real world? The many eaten men. Um, you mean like in Christmas Land? Is there just like a pile of like, uh, like half eaten or like, like yeah, bones? or like I guess do the kids have bellies full of guy when they come back? I mean, I, it may, if they just ate. Yeah, yeah, I think they do. <laughs> we also, uh, it, it kind of, uh, uh, and you know, the show's bad, so whatever. But uh, remember the the girl that uh, Vic McQueen was friends with, the little girl that got uh, oh yeah, by season Charlie one Banks girl, the, yeah, the one from season one. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't see her come out of the uh, out of fucking Christmas land. <laughs> no, we do not. Safe to say she dematerialized. Yeah. Um, so. Also, she Vic didn't Vic ceased to care about her as soon as uh, one thousand yeah. percent. She Look, was like, yeah, being a mom was, is a full time job, you know. But got to make room in your life for the the fallen angels. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, so Bing, uh, Bing is like, you're not a nice man, um, and neither am I. He, Bing, uh, threatens to uh, rape uh, Charlie Manx at one point as well. Yeah, um, that's uh, I don't know, I don't know. It was a, I don't know it was a weird that. added detail. Because yeah. like, like, because we know from the first season that like Bing uh, has like sexually assaulted the mothers of the children. Right, right, because he did that to his own mother is sort of like right. the impetus for that. Um, and then apparently he's also doing it to some of the fathers as well. Um, with, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess. It did feel like really thrown in. It really tacked on, yeah. Like, as though the stakes weren't high enough. <laughs> right. I don't know. Right. All it really does is like I feel like the only reason it gets thrown in is so that Charlie can throw it back as him as like you're not a good person either. Sure, right, and and then yeah, and is that, I think that's also the episode where it keeps going back and forth between like young Charlie Max yeah. and, and present day, right? And all where, yeah, it felt like thrown in to um, yeah. trigger him, like yeah. literally just trigger him, right? Again, um, this is poorly written, yeah. Um, um, so also at the same time, yeah. uh, Bing is becoming like sympathetic to Wayne yeah. in the car. Like yes. Wayne is, <laughs> we didn't even mention oh, yeah, no. that Wayne is, um, it's downright Shakespearean the way he's visited <laughs> by the ghost of what's his name? Is that Daniel? Mm, no. no. What's no. that guy's name? It's uh, Craig. It's Craig. Craig, of course, Craig. Who's Daniel? Who knows? And that's you. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that if I don't know a character's name. 
I'm just gonna <laughs> call him Dan. <laughs> um, Jonathan, yeah, but- the Dan Beckett, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Craig, Craig, for people who don't remember, uh, was Vic's best friend, the the, the boy uh, from season one, who they slept together. And, uh, you know, those two actors uh, had chemistry with each other. Um, and she, uh, you know, he died in the uh, in the car fire, um, but she was pregnant. And Wayne is actually his son. Mm-hmm. So... In the car, the spirit of Craig um, is present and talking to young Wayne. And badly he, disfigured. And he's badly disfigured, right? His whole face is made up to look like uh, like he was burned, right? My, my God, all of the ghost makeup, like... It looks like shit, It man. looks like absolute shit. The mom? Fucking Mrs. Yeah. Manx? What's her name? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Cassie. Cassie Manx looks like she's got one of those, like, I don't know what they're called, but you know, the like Mexican sweet bread with like the cracked sugar thing on top. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I do know what you're talking about. That is what her face looks like. It looks like the sugar. Yes. Yeah. Oh, what are those called? They're delicious. (laughs) Oh, I'm very hungry for one of those right now. This show Uh, made me hungry. I give this show one out of five forks. (laughs) Uh, yeah, that the mom and 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 this kid Craig, both of their makeup uh, situations look like something out of uh, Spirit Halloween. Yeah, like one of those you know? kits you buy, right? Yeah, it looks like a kit. Um, it's also like, I, I don't know. You you look at like uh, makeup effects and stuff like that. It, it needs to be like kind of wet to sell the fact that it's like real. Right. And, and this these is are like bone dry. They're bone dry. And it, it just, uh, it, it makes it even more obvious, more glaring that it's, you know, so fake, but, uh, the young, uh, burned ghost Craig, uh, is talking to, uh, Wayne trying to get him to remember his mom, because as long as he remembers the mom, then, uh, he'll, you know, he'll be himself. Yeah. Right? The car can't, turn him into a little vampire boy. Right. Um, yeah, the, the, the whole fucking thing with Craig, the ghost of Craig, cause like they bring him in just to talk to the kid. Right. And which like, uh, you know, they're playing it as some sort of like sweet father, son sort of thing. Yeah. Right. Where, right, he's, where he's like kid. asking him questions about the kid. Just right. like, yeah. Right. Um, but like what you know by the end what ends up happening right like the car is destroyed um <laughs> it's crushed in like charlie manx like falls through a bridge he dies whatever we all know he's gonna die and then they fish the car out of the water and they take it to a junkyard and crush it right and at no point do we ever talk about craig ever again like he's in this episode maybe the next episode for a little bit but that's it there's no moment of like Craig being like the spirit of Craig in the car and Vic like seeing each other at all, right? Which I thought was definitely going to happen before the end. Why else would you bring this character back? Right. Right. <laughs> uh, no, he. It would be good if we just saw his face in the car as it's being smushed. Well, that's the thing too. Is like, oh, 
as the audience, we know that his spirit is trapped in that car. So does that mean that when they destroyed the car, like what happened to Craig? The, the, the spirit of Craig's soul, where is it? It's gone. Shredded it's gone. to pieces. Yeah. Yeah. It's crushed. God, in it's crushing. just like that <laughs> final fantasy movie starring Alec Baldwin. Wait, what? You remember the fa- final fantasy movie? No. Oh, it was all about people getting their souls eaten. By but like is it like ghosts. an animated movie? Yes. Um, it came out in 2001. It's called Final Fantasy The Spirits Within. Mm. It doesn't exist, but it does star Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Alec Baldwin, uh, Steve Buscemi, Ming-Na Wen, Ving Rhames. Ah, uh, here's a name. Perry Gilpin. Roz. Perry- from Frasier. Roz? Roz. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know her name was Perry Gilpin. <laughs> Glad to... You didn't know her name was Perry Gilpin? No. I didn't know her name was Perry Gilpin? They fly now? <laughs> they fly now? <laughs> uh, uh, she's they got not Keith related David to uh, yeah. Betty Gilpin, is she? Betty Gilpin? Yeah, from Glow. And, um... And oh! Like, I don't know. No, her father is Jack Gilpin. Okay. I don't know who that is. That's nobody. (laughs) Not to me. I'm sure to her. Uh, is a formative figure. A towering presence. As uh, many fathers are. (laughs) Uh... So, right. So, uh, Bing is uh, becoming more sympathetic towards Wayne. And he's like... And Wayne is like, I just want to go home. I want to see my mom. And that's when, like, Bing is starting to put it together. He's like... You know, he told us that these, the parents were bad and to bring him to Christmas land. But this kid doesn't want to go to Christmas land. He just wants to go home, yada, yada. So Bing takes he he lets Wayne out, tells him to run away, which he doesn't. So like in the car, Wayne was like a little boy who just wanted to get home to his mom. He gets out of the car and he Suddenly becomes he's a bad boy. Yeah. He becomes this little like giggling, uh, almost vampire kid. And, you know, Bing uh, puts Charlie Manx in the back seat of the car with, like, an open tank of the nitrous oxide, I guess. And the the car is in the crusher. It's about to be crushed. And uh, Bing is like, Bing, he's going to crush the car with Manx in it, and then he's also going to get in it. So that's what happens. The, Manx and Bing are in the car. The crusher is coming down. And this is only episode like seven, so we know this is yeah. not the end. <laughs> um, and the I'm little gonna boy, do a n- not a fan edit, but n- right, right. Uh, the little boy goes over and he stops the crusher, right, and then he gets Charlie Manx out of the car, and then he becomes like Charlie Manx's little buddy. It just it the 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 character keeps flipping between it doesn't make sense also it's like it's so why wouldn't you write this that it just like it's like an appeal to his humanity that he's like i can't watch these people die sure right like yes why is that so hard why right why do i have to do everything (laughs) right and that uh, it's so fucking so okay uh, the crusher stops. Uh, he opens the door, lets Manx get out. Manx is like, he's fixing the car. Uh, Bing starts, 
uh, waking back up, right? He was passed out in the car, and he, he tries to run away, and Charlie catches him, and he jabs him in the chest with, like, a piece of, I don't know, rebar or something, but he's yeah. but he doesn't kill him. Um, rebar uh, McIntyre. <laughs> that's right. Um, but then uh, Manx goes back to the car, and he tells Wayne to get... He opens the door, and he's like, hop in. And Craig, the spirit of Craig is inside he's like don't do it do not come in here stay out and the kid's like mm, i'm gonna go in and then as soon as he goes in manx closes the door and he's like i made a mistake <laughs> and like at, 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 i swear to god at this point i'm like i don't want this kid to make it out of this yeah. series <laughs> this kid is beyond help yeah this kid is uh, way too eager to fucking throw himself to the wolves here. <laughs> like, it's crazy. And then the same thing happens later in like episode nine or 10 mm-hmm. where he's like, still got a little bit of na- nasty man in him. Yeah. And he like, you know, Vic comes out in the, comes out in the kitchen in the middle of the night and the boy is standing on the counter eating a bag of sugar. And she says, "What? What the fuck are you doing?" And right. he's just like, "Oh God, I'm so sorry." Like he, <laughs> like in in a- the the <coughs> the dark heart of his subconscious, <coughs> he wants to eat a bag of sugar. Right. That's and all. The whole the whole bag of sugar thing also took place after Charlie Manx was dead. Mm-hmm. That this is like, so Manx has Wayne takes him back to Christmas Land. He goes full little demon vampire kid. Yeah. Um, and then it turns into like this whole thing where, uh, you know, what's uh, Vic has to go get him. Uh, first, he, you know, uh, her father tries to help her with like with the bombs and planting the bombs and all this stuff, right? And there's this like standoff where like Manx is in his car and she's on the motorcycle. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So fuck. This is, this is when they're at like, they're in Colorado. They're like at the entrance to Christmas land. Yes. And they have planted IEDs along the, (laughs) they mind you, they've planted like four or five C4 bombs and somehow the <laughs> the car from the year 1900 manages to outmaneuver all of them. They're also right. very small. They're very small. Yeah, for like, you know, uh, C4 explosives. Or yeah. They, they're conveniently like big and small when they need to be. Yes. <laughs> um, also, they explode slow enough that you can go, whoa, and drive around yeah. them. <laughs> So Manx avoids all the bombs. Uh, he's about to run uh, Vic over, hit the mo- like she can't get the motorcycle started. And right then, her dad comes out. Uh, he was the one setting off the bombs. He runs and he pushes her and the bike out of the way. And as he falls, uh, the car uh, runs over uh, his legs. Yes, uh, and also she is then trapped under the bike. Yes. Um, um, then, are are bikes heavy happens? enough to trap you under them like that? Uh, Who cares? I'll, I, yeah, I I'd much I, rather talk about what happens next. Yeah. Charlie Manx <laughs> stands over uh, Vic's dad, Chris McQueen, yeah. 
Eben Moss Bacharach himself. Right. Gives him this whole thing about just, he's like, first of all, there's so much of saying characters' whole names in this show drives me oh. up a fucking wall. So everyone's like, Chris McQueen, or like Charlie Manx, <laughs> or Wayne McQueen, or yeah. Luke Carmody. Um, so Charlie Manx comes up to him. He goes, Chris McQueen, not a very good dad, are we? In so many words. He's just like, he's like, very disappointing dad. <laughs> not very good. Yeah. Um, and then what does he do? He goes, anyway. <laughs> and then he <laughs> takes it. He takes his hands, puts them on Chris's head in the next snapping position. Yep. And then gives him like a like a fucking like Rambo style, just like yes. the jaw where you like you rip as hard as you can and like pull and your, <laughs> your you hands like- go up. <laughs> Go up as though you just finished her, the quick fire challenge on Top Chef. <laughs> right. It was yeah. It was like a like a Steven Seagal yes like, neck snap. It yeah. was like a professional like I snap necks all day every day. And then we get a close up on his dead face. <laughs> We're just looking at him laying there, and then we cut to Vic who's crying. But this should come as no surprise. <laughs> right, because she's, she's been, been crying. crying the whole show, <laughs> right, for seventeen episodes. Yeah, now. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter what happens; it's gonna upset her. Right. So of course this does. <laughs> right. If everything upsets you, when something upsetting happens, I, you know, I can't care anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she did actually have a moment of shock, and I was like, "Well, this is refreshing." <laughs> yeah. Take a moment. Yeah. You know? Right, gather your thoughts. Uh, <sighs> we didn't mention that also Eben Moss Bagarak gets to just rip. He gets his own Carmi the Bear moment where he delivers a long monologue in front of a mostly empty room. Dude, that, well, yeah, that, that one, uh, there was one episode where I feel like everybody got at least like a five minute monologue. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everybody has like a little, little bit of business that they got to get off their chest but but like i mean obviously that is the best one it's performed perfectly and yeah he's he's so good uh, understand the guy and you know all of this shit yeah Yeah. unfortunately this show should be about him (laughs) yeah right unfortunately (laughs) uh it's about like vic and charlie vic and her fucking and her yeah it's about i i Oh my God, Charlie Manx! What are we doing, man? What are we doing? What are we doing here? Worried about this guy? Meanwhile, we have a compelling family drama. <laughs> also, I do have a theory that, like, I do think he's good on this show, but I also think when actors do Boston accents, it makes them seem like better actors. Gives them I mean, some salt, you know? Yeah, it, it, right. It gives them like a little bit to chew on there. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, I yeah I could see that, um, but he's good, man. He's very good. Yeah, that so right. That one episode opens with that that monologue. He's de- uh, delivering a eulogy at his father's funeral. He's in the church. Um, he's up at the podium and he's speaking to the people. And there's only like I don't know, like twelve or fifteen people total at the funeral. And uh, you know, and he's being like. Uh, you know, he, it, it seems like he didn't write anything down, right? He's shooting from the hip, basically. And 
it's like this very sort of uh, I don't know. It, I, I'm gonna, it's like it's a very vulnerable scene, even though it's not. He's not playing it as you know he's broken up or anything. He's like he's playing it as a guy who's like f- he feels numb towards yeah. it. I think. Yeah. And, and honestly, it it to me it seemed like he had, you know he'd been drinking before the funeral. And, totally. Right, like there's something in the way that he like breaks into a smile that you're yeah, just like, oh yeah, right. this guy's fucking trash. Yeah, he's he's fucking loaded right yeah. now. It's right. like it like it comes across his face slower than it would if he had his faculties about him. You know? Yes, totally. Right. He says in it, you know, in the thing he says shit at one point, and then he does that thing where he's like, ooh, sorry, like, great ooh, moment, uh, great yeah. moment. Also, not gonna lie, like this monologue, if it's assuming he didn't improvise the whole thing <laughs> right is so much better written than the rest of the show yeah it's like right it's it makes no sense that it's part of the same show it, like, it seems like it's from a different show yeah. entirely <laughs> different that, that different like concluding crew, different writers his like sort of like in conclusion statement where he's like He's like, you know, I never understood why my dad was the way he was when he got back from Vietnam. But then I fought in the Gulf and I came back and I understood just yeah. like I forget exactly what he says, but it's like he's it, it's he he says he finally understood why his his father was mad at everything. It's because when he came back, he realized that essentially nothing mattered. Right. Whether he was there or not, it didn't matter. And it that pissed him off. And when I yeah. came back from the Gulf, I felt the same way. It's so fucking good, dude. That that is a show. Yes, right. Yes. <laughs> like make that show, man. Oh what my god, doing it really is like. It, oh my god, it's the bear is just stacked with guys who can monologue. It's Are they really yeah. yeah. Also, by yeah. the way. He yeah. is from Amherst, Massachusetts, ah. which I think speaks to the credibility of his accent. Hell yeah. Well, yeah. He's so it. fucking good, man. He's so good he's, on this show. It's crazy. Really good. Like it's the way crazy. I know though. Cause okay. The episode where he dies, right? There's a moment yes. where he's planting Sifa with his data and <laughs> he has like, he has to say the dumbest shit ever. And he just sells it incredibly. Right? Like right. he has a moment where he's like, you know, it's not your, f- he's, he's like, you know, this isn't your fault, right? Charlie Manx is not your fault. And we know that because yeah. Charlie Manx is a man in a Halloween mask. <laughs> right. But Eben doesn't seem to know that. He seems to think he's, he sells the shit out of it is my point. He, right. He sell. you're right. I mean, like, do you hear that? I, that was a, the chair. I just want to be clear. I did not okay. shit into the microphone. <laughs> Um, no, I think, uh, yeah, that, uh, just that line, like, you know, Charlie Manx is not your fault, right? Is what like, is it about people with Boston accents saying it's not your fault? I know. That just drives me wild. <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, Vic's dad is dead. She has to go to Christmas land to, uh, save her son. Her and Ma- Maggie. <laughs> so stupid. It's so dumb. <clears throat> Her dad, the oh, emotional oh, wait, thrust of the show has his neck snapped, and and then we have a whole other episode we have to deal with. Oh my god! It huh. so uh, wait. I'm sorry. Before we get to the finale at Christmas Land, 
inside Christmas Land, um, Charlie Manx's daughter, Millie. Millie um, Manx. Has been doing some critical thinking of her own, and uh, she finds a house, and she finds her mother, uh, the spirit ghost of her mother, whatever, with the uh, what Mexican sweetbread uh, face. Face, yeah. And, uh, um, and, and they they have like this uh, whole conversation about like uh, Charlie Manx and what he's done uh, to both of them, and how he's robbed. Millie of being a, a, an adult, a grown up, a woman, um, how he's stolen all these things. And, uh, you know, Millie, Millie starts realizing that, like, you know, Charlie Manx is not going to, like, she just wants him to stay at Christmas Land and he's never going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, they have this, you know, Charlie and Millie have this whole uh, argument before Vic gets there where it's like, uh, uh, you know, he's telling her that, you know, she's, uh, she just has to be like a good kid. Like you're my daughter and you have to listen to me. And she's like, you keep leaving. I don't want any more friends. I just want you to be here. And he's like, I'm not going to be here. I'm going to get more children because that's what I do. Yeah. And, and she's just like, I'm a kid getter cared about me. Was that? I'm a kid getter. That's what I do. I go right. get the kids. That's what I've been doing since I was just a little uh, Gislaine Maxwell for <laughs> Mr. Tim when I was a boy. And now um, you're Mr. Tim. Yeah. I'm bringing you kids. It's like a... Right. Oh, boy. Um, but, yeah. So Millie, so Millie is like... And Millie, when uh, before uh, Vic and her dad set up all those bombs for Charlie, whatever... Um, Vic is walking through those trees with all the uh, ornaments on them, and she hears Millie. They have this like, uh, you know, conversation, this communication between these like two worlds essentially, uh, and which makes it uh, so Vic can actually get to Christmas Land. So, Vic and Maggie go to Christmas Land. Um, they plant some bombs. They get caught at a certain point. Um, she, you know, she, uh, Vic is trying to convince Wayne to come back with her and Wayne doesn't want to. He says, I like it here. Um, why would you want to take me away? So on. Then the bombs start going off. Things start happening. There's a lot uh, of like Scooby-Doo chasing. A lot of Scooby-Doo. Sh- this whole, I, I feel like this whole season is, there's so much fat on this season. You could trim off four episodes easily from this. Mm. But so they uh, they're running uh, they're cha- Vic and Maggie they're trying to catch uh, Wayne they go into a, a, a big ice maze yeah there's so uh, much fucking happening here she, yeah Vic's trying to catch Wayne Maggie gets her tiles stolen she's trying to get her tiles yes. back but also they're both trying to plant bombs and right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, so eventually yes they end up in an ice maze. Uh, they find a dead guy um, owed right. to daddy much, Joe. <laughs> dead guy in an ice maze. Uh-huh. Mm, thank you, daddy. Yeah. Thank you, daddy, uh, for I the definitely. big idea. <laughs> oh, thank you, daddy, for the thank idea. You, thank for you my so story, Dada. So, and, and also <laughs> the haircut. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, they're like both of them. Uh, Maggie, they, you know, they, they, their kids that they run into that attack them and shit. They end up both uh, like pretty badly injured. Yeah. Um, they're about to walk out of the maze, and uh, you know, a wall comes up, basically trapping them in. Charlie Manx comes out, and that's when like more of the bombs start going off. Yeah. Like Manx thinks that he has them cornered. The bombs start going off, and they there's like a full minute, a full sixty seconds of old man Manx laying on the ground, just going, and it's supposed to be like I think what it's supposed to be, or what it should have supposed to have been. Yeah, is like the moment in it where the monster like shrivels, right? Like it's that sure classic yeah, yeah. sort of thing, right? Where it's like, it, it right. seems so big and you know, like unconquerable and now look at it. Right. And that should be it. So Vic, Vic tees off on him. Yeah, she <laughs> I kind of like love that. Yeah. So he shows hammer, right? He yeah. shows up with a rock hammer to kill them. And yeah. she just like lays it on him. Big old head wound, which I think like, I think if a hundred and five year old man or no, what like a hundred twenty year old man, so, yeah, falls to the ground, just the force of gravity would yeah, collapse would him into him. dust. Yes, yeah. <laughs> she gets like five blows off before Maggie is like, "All right, Vic, you have to stop. You might hurt him." <laughs> yeah, well, no, just like you can't she kill says him. That, that that's that's not going to kill him. Yeah. Um, oh, is that right? That's not going to yeah. kill him. Pretty sure that yeah. would kill him. <laughs> but <laughs> so, yeah, so they, they uh, right? They grab Wayne. They escape. Um, she well, yeah. Vic well, yeah. takes Wayne There's, because they can't all fit on the bike. Right. Wayne so goes Wayne to Wayne first. <laughs> Wayne goes to Lou, bites him, chomps him on the shoulder, but good. Yes. Um. So uh, clearly, he's still like a, a little feral demon kid. Yeah. Um. Maggie's girlfriend, the FBI agent, she throws some handcuffs on the kid. <laughs> this show is so um, stupid. My God, it's so dumb. Okay. Um. Then they. Uh, at this point, I think Millie also escapes and she grabs her yeah. ornament off Millie, the tree. Right. Millie figures out how to escape, right? Because, like, there was uh, a kid in an earlier episode who tried to leave Christmas Land, and when you cross the threshold, you turn into static, you disappear. Right. You turn into nothing. So she leaves, starts turning into static, and then finds her ornament which was hanging on the Christmas tree, which right. all the kids we learn have to do when they get to Christmas land. Right. Or what the age, the FBI agent did was just smash all of the ornaments, mm-hmm. um, you know, freeing their souls, which I think that's why when they come through, when everything is destroyed, that they're not uh, full of meat. Like, yeah. Okay. I think that is, yeah, that is why. So yeah, it's revealed that, uh, pieces of the kids' souls get trapped in the ornaments. Um, yeah, so Millie comes out and just takes her ornament, but leaves it intact. So she's like a feral little kid, but she's also not disappearing. Right. Um, they smash Wayne's ornament and a bunch of other ornaments. Wayne turns... He gets normal teeth again. <laughs> well, first... <laughs> let's not forget that first he throws up so much pink stuff... Yes. Maybe that's the that might be that the might be the guys. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he ate the that. Yeah, he threw up chicken nugget, pink slime. 
because he ate so many guys. <laughs> um, yeah, and then he start he spits out his like little vampire-y uh, sharp teeth. Mm. Um, this kid's gone through more teeth changes, I swear to you. Seriously. So then we get our our, our exciting climactic final chase. Oh my um, God. <laughs> Vic and Maggie on the motorcycle racing through the bridge to get back to the real world. Charlie Manx in his his old car, his Rolls Royce Wraith, chasing after them, a million years old, screaming about how they're both sluts. <laughs> right, slut shaming them as it's he's just about slut to, like, shit, yeah. them down. <laughs> Put well, like hitting a horn that goes auga auga. No, I didn't do that. Yeah, but, so Vic. Yeah. It's not that the right, bike Vic, breaks. She just like stops. She stops like halfway down the bridge. So she's halfway between Christmas land and then home. And uh, the, she's basically like taking a stand. Her and Maggie, they're like, we're not letting Manx get out of this bridge. If he kills me or kills us or whatever, then the bridge is going to collapse and it'll kill him too. So Manx starts driving towards them. And the bridge starts collapsing underneath yeah. him. Yeah, well, Maggie summons, or not well, Maggie, the, Vic summons many bats. Many bats, uh, which represent, like, her... Being uh, crazy. Some, well, not... The, bats in the uh, belfry. Yeah. I, I, I think it was a season one thing. Uh, I thought the bats actually represented something, and, like, the more that yeah. flew out... Like maybe she was losing memories or something. Something it was something like that because they went out of their way. First of all, another feature of this group of episodes is um, expository dialogue played as like echoey voiceover so that you remember. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. stuff. I remember when I? Yeah, yeah. And that's one of the moments where like you hear Charlie Manx be like, "I would mind the bats if I were you." Yeah. And I, I don't really remember. I still don't remember why, but no. yeah, you have to mind the but bats. She pulls like a Batman and sends all the bats attacking the car, starts like breaking some of the stuff, slowing them down. He, he breaks through the bottom of the floor, the floor of the bridge. And underneath there is just like this static. And then the car and everything just goes down into the static and disappears. And that's like the end of Charlie Manx. Yeah, and, and then for some reason the Inscape starts collapsing altogether. Yeah. Um, so they have to let's get the hell out of here. Yep. <laughs> I don't know why it would collapse. I, I don't really know either. Uh, Except but it does. I don't know because like it out. yeah, because then like later, you know, like one month later or whatever, she's talking to Maggie, and Maggie's like there's so much more stuff we have to do. Like think of all the other like mental realms we could visit or whatever. Right. And Vic's just like, I'm staying here in the real world with my son and my, and my platonic life partner, Luke, <laughs> Luke comedy. Right. Uh, so and Charlie Manx dies in like the first, I would say 15 or so 20 minutes yeah. of the last episode. And then the rest of the episode is just epilogue. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. So like, I mean, shows about like trauma, right? It's all about intergenerational trauma. So fucking Wayne, we see him sort of like dealing with the 
emotional damage of being turned into a, a little vampire. Right. Except like it, it's basically you know, it just like a like switch he still is wants to be. Yeah, it like a switch is flipping on and off in his head where he's like right. I'm a vampire, I'm a little boy. I'm yes. a vampire, I'm a good little boy. So like then, the I, thing with the sugar that we talked about. Yeah. But then there's also a whole scene where he sneaks out in the middle of the night and goes and finds um, Millie. Millie, who is, uh, she's just it's like a, a, mo- a month has passed since they like killed Charlie Manx at yeah. this point. Um, yeah. Also, I thought they were in Massachusetts. No, they live in Colorado. No, no, I know. Well, well, they, they, I know, but I thought they went back to Massachusetts, but maybe not yet at this point. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't. Anyway, know um, yeah. he goes and finds Millie in the woods. Millie is um, sort of getting by on animals that she finds. She's just eating animals, and right. And then she she's like kind of pissed off. Like she all she wanted to do was leave Christmas Land, and then she left. But she didn't turn herself back into a little girl. She's mm. still a little demon, so she still has little demon tendencies. Yeah, and she she's like pissed off that she doesn't live in Christmas Land anymore. She's like, I don't know why I left. Like Christmas Land was great. I uh, yeah, I had all my candy. Like I could eat. I had everything See, I could eat. This is like where the meta. This is a spot where the metaphor of this show kind of one of the metaphors kind of like breaks down. Like she doesn't know necessarily that you have to break the ornament to get your soul out. Right. So she's just like suffering for no reason. And also there's a moment where like all the kids come out of Christmas land and the FBI agents like, (laughs) we're also going to need social service. She doesn't say it with a laugh, but it felt like it could have been a laugh line. But, and in that moment, Millie just like runs away. Yeah. Why? Um, hungry for a rabbit. what I think is they were going to do a, a third season and it got canceled. Yeah, for sure. For sure right? they were, right? We get the stupid cliffhanger with Maggie. Yeah, right. Maggie going to uh, the Parnassus room or whatever uh, to meet other uh, strong creatives. Uh, it's like a John Wick hotel for it, yes. strong creatives. <laughs> um, right. So, yeah. Uh and then what's his name? Uh, Bing ends up in jail. Uh, uh, who else is there? Um, well, yeah, Vic, Lou, and Wayne. Yeah, Millie uh, vows to rebuild Christmas Land. Yeah, she vows to rebuild Christmas Land. We are, like the last shot of the episode is her attacking this couple in that's like making out in a so pickup stupid. truck or something. So fucking stupid. So they're in the car and they're at like the burned down Charlie Manx house and they're they're like joking about ghosts and whatever else. And then like Millie jumps on the roof of the truck and makes the sound of like, you know, a 60 or 70 pound child jumping on the roof of the truck. And the both of them are just like, whoa, what was that? <laughs> did, did you fucking hear that? <laughs> They're like, oh, it's nothing. It's probably just the ghost of Charlie Manx. And then she, like, punches through the uh, windshield and, what, and then cuts to black. Um, yeah, and then Vic, Vic and Lou just have this, like, sort of long conversation with Wayne 
about like, um, you know, we understand like you, how, you know, how you feel right now. And like, you're still getting over all of this stuff. Um, yeah, basically just trying to be like the most understanding parents like possible. Uh, yeah. not in a bad way. Just like, you know, we understand that you turn into a little demon kid and were abducted by Charlie Manx, who is also, you know, a creepy demon. And you probably have a lot of strong feelings about all that. You could talk to us about any yeah. of it. Uh, you know, I want to, I don't want you to just like bottle it all up. And that seems to work for Wayne. Kind of. Kind of. Right. But like, like again, it, it seems like they're just setting it up for season three. And, you know, Millie is going to be some sort of villain. Wayne might also be a villain, you know. Yeah, he's going to be playing both sides, surely. But, yeah, and then, like, the sort of, like, conclusion we get for Vic, right, is, like, um, Wayne has drawn this picture of him and Millie in Christmas land. Right. And Vic takes it and is looking at it in the kitchen in the middle of the night. Then goes to the cabinet. This was so fucking stupid. The liquor cabinet? Jesus Christ, yeah. The liquor cabinet (laughs) that they keep in the house where the recovering addict lives. Sure. And she reaches past the bottle and grabs Uh, her drawing stuff. Oh, because she keeps it there. Okay. Yeah, and flips it over, flips over the drawing and starts drawing on the back on, I can't stress this enough, a tile top table. (laughs) <laughs> good luck good luck drawing on that Fucking good luck with that one yeah geez just get a different table no okay. big deal but yeah so she has kicked the habit but she can still keep a bottle of booze around no big deal there that's another that, hill trope right alcoholics yeah, who insist alcoholic on keeping mom. a bottle of booze around sure yeah alcoholic moms yeah um but that's it that's the show that oh, is the show. Oh, well, hold on. Maggie. Oh, wait, no, we said, yeah, Maggie. Yeah, she to goes to the Parnassus room. Yeah. She gets in that All service right. elevator. Right. Next segment, me sneezing. Oh, no, it passed. Oh, thank God. I don't have a mute <laughs> button. I'm not like you. I'm, I'm raw dogging these recording sessions, you know? I don't have a. I can't. I'm falling apart over I know. Here. I'm I know. my head off. I don't have a mute button i don't have a pop filter i'm a true professional <laughs> yeah all right are we doing segments or what uh we have to okay we have to be quick would you okay oh that hurts my parts dan what one and only one thing hurt your parts about this show I don't know, man. I honestly don't. The next snap, that was sort of the moment where I was like, okay. All right. I guess no one's taking this seriously, huh? <laughs> so nobody is, is yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Zachary Quinto's performance, truly garbage. Everybody yeah. is garbage. I, you know what? I do think it's the scene between <clears throat> Maggie and, um, oh, yeah. And Johnny uh, Boom TikTok. Boom Walter or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan yeah. Boom Boom Beckett. That one, yeah, that's that is really bad. Yeah, yeah, really. I guess anything with like Maggie uh, having she has this whole uh, her and her girlfriend they break up, right? And it's this whole it's supposed to be very dramatic, but again, 
Maggie, God. like nobody has fucking chemistry with anyone here. So when the FBI agent is very stoically like, um, you know, I love you very much. I love you more than anybody I've ever loved before. Uh, but uh, I can't. I just want a normal life. I can't do this. Right. That the it's just played for like big emotions and it. It's nowhere. Yeah, it feels nowhere near it. It also feels totally unearned because, like, yeah, right we don't again, know those, enough about their relationship. Two, right, they have no chemistry. All we know, we didn't see it. Like there was no develop. There's no budding romance. Any of it. Yeah, yeah. All we see is like scenes of them being like, "Well, I'm off to work, and so am I." <laughs> I mean, just, yeah, the, it's just, it's so poorly written. Yeah. Um, so that, I mean, that sucks. It all well, sucks. It all sucks. It all, I mean, you know, you know, the death of Charlie Manx fucking spent 20 goddamn episodes watching this and he just like falls off yeah. a bridge oh, into no. like static. Go fuck yourself. Fuck off. Are you aware that there is a another Nosferatu series, another mini series called Nosferatu colon Ghost. What? Yeah. What are you? What are you? What are you talking about? I'm gonna send you the IMDb page. All right. I'm texting send it in it. the uh, oh, in the in chat the, in the chat. Okay. Okay. IMDb. <laughs> We're not there. This yet, is but. my. This is what hurts my parts is the knowledge that there's more Nosferatu content. <laughs> more Nos. Uh, what? How? What? What? How long is this? This can't be. It's six episodes. God, Dan. Dan. Unfortunately, what? what's weird too is this came out. What concurrently makes- or before? Right. This has to be some sort of like uh, joke, a sick joke. <laughs> yeah, this is probably a sick joke. It's an it's yeah. the origin of the wraith. It seems <laughs> the origin of the wraith. But like, what's the runtime on this? This looks like some sort of web short or something. That's fine. I hope it's short. I'm not watching this. I'm not watching it. You know what? I'm not watching it. I'm not watching this. No, I'm not watching. It, it this. only has a hundred and three. Or 133 uh, souls that uh, rated it on IMDb. Damn, you get more souls on Charlie Manx's Christmas tree. <laughs> Tell me. Yeah. All right. So yeah, fuck this show. Mm-hmm. I'm fuck not it. watching anymore. Right. I'm not I'm not going back to Christmas Land. I'm done with that. Okay, let's go to Shiny Moments instead. Hell yeah. Daddy! I mean, come on. I think we agree. It's got to be any other thing. Like, <laughs> it can only be Evan Moss Bacharach's incredibly delivered yeah. monologue. There's nothing else. In Great this stuff. Great stuff. Okay, moving along. Right. Um, uh, we're going to. Uh, well, we, uh, we're not going to do king tropes because this is a hill thing, right? Yeah. Or do we? Do we still what, do it? Didn't I do a, a different song for hill tropes? You did. You did oh no, those fly, were Flanagan tropes, and it was <laughs> and it was tropes. Ariel's. I don't remember yeah. how it went. Flanagan <laughs> has tropes too. I remember. Is that what it was? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I wonder what the. Do you know how the rest went? I don't. Life I don't. is a waterfall. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, you could go back and listen to the episode. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> not gonna do it. <laughs> Is this? Do we finally get our um, our bounce parody? What 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 do you mean? What is like that? the the song on toxicity bounce the pogo oh. pogo pogo hilltrop 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 I can't say it that fast. I can't yeah I can't yeah I can't say that song is like pogo 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 I can't do I can't say that that pogo, fast. Pogo 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 pogo. <laughs> I I stop I stop enunciating bounce. at a certain point and I just sort of like mouth hangs open. Um. I I was trying to look for some uh, Stephen King tropes anyway. Uh, dead kid asking an alive kid to come play with us. Oh yeah, twins. Oh, dead yeah. twins. Dead twins. Um, you know, snowy mazes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, uh, what I don't think you know. I think we also talked about a lot of the similarities to in season one. You know, like you know, sentient car mm-hmm. that kind of shit. How about um climactic uh, fight scene in the woods involving people with military training. Uh, like the outsider? Yep. <laughs> exactly like the outsider. I know. I, there was, uh, as I was watching this, I was, I was picking up on parallels between this and the outsider and how, how much better that show is than this. Right. <laughs> like remember the last episode of the outsider also sort of played out, the same at the same pace as this in that like they they killed the outsider fairly early on in the episode and then spent the rest of the episode as like an epilogue yeah you know uh like really getting into like what happened to everybody how is everybody you know progressing after this and which i felt in that show it's necessary you're like i want to see what happened to these people i want to see i want to make sure everybody is okay uh and then, yeah, in this show, it's like, oh, we're going to do the same thing. We're going to spend the last half hour uh, wrapping up uh, everybody's storylines. And it's just like, I'm already up out of my seat and making my <laughs> way towards the fucking door. You have yeah. got to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> you have wasted enough of my time. A hundred percent. Yeah. I am. I don't want to be here for one second longer than I have to. <laughs> Um, for this, should instead of where was Slimer, should it be where was what's the blue guy's name? Muncher. Muncher, because it's like the son of Ghostbusters, son of Slimer's right. Muncher. Well, yeah, right. The that movie has the Egon's granddaughter. There you go. It's the whole lineage. Yeah, so, this is where was Muncher. Uh, where was Muncher? Did you see a Muncher here? I think he was uh, munching away in the Parnassus, the bar. The oh, he scary was in the bar. bar. Yeah. Uh, so we didn't even, we didn't see him. Maybe is he in the background, like playing pool or something? No, he's munching. He's <laughs> oh, mun- sorry. He's Muncher. I don't know uh, what Muncher does. Do you know what Muncher does? Yeah. Uh, he just eats things but not like hot dogs he doesn't Uh, eat hot dogs he specifically there's a moment where someone hands him a hot dog and he goes "Mm -mm, yeah mm -mm." yeah oh i uh i treat my body like a temple i don't put that kind of stuff in it all right Um, sure but then he's like give uh, me a like give me a a novelty baseball helmet full of nachos please (laughs) 
Right, the thinking man snack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Muncher, uh, uh, he eats, uh, I think he eats uh, prison bars at one point to get out of a jail cell. Oh, so he eats, like, stuff. Stuff. Okay. Not food stuff, but just, like, and, like, I want to say, like, metal, like, uh, more metal things than uh, food things. Yeah. Um, I take it back. I didn't see Muncher in this thing. Yeah, I didn't see Muncher either. Yeah. This was Where Was Muncher. And that was Where Was Muncher. Which brings us to our penultimate segment, IMDB. They just cheated us! This isn't fair! And as you surely know, this is IMDB, where we compare our opinion of the movie against the weighted average user score. On IMDB.com, Rob, I crunch the numbers at the beginning of the episode. If I seem distracted, that's why. (laughs) Nice. 2,335 souls logged on to IMDB.com and trapped a piece of their souls in a Christmas ornament in order to rate and review each individual episode of the show. Um, The (laughs) range of ratings per episode it says lo- it's anywhere from 197 to 307 yeah the uh 197 yeah. is pretty low yeah they right? they certainly do taper off as the series progresses yeah <laughs> yeah it seems like we are 198 and 199 in terms of people who made it through the whole series <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 um so Yes. 2,335 souls logged on awarded this a weighted average user score of 7.2 out of 10 stars. Rob, that's too high. (laughs) It is only a question of by how much. Now, for me, yeah. Factoring in that monologue, right? That sweet eulogy. Yep. I cannot go higher than two stars. That's it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm sorry. In my head, I'm like, is it 1.5 or 2? That monologue is worth two stars. It is. And everything else is worth zero. It is so (laughs) bad and so muddled and so poorly written and executed and yep. Zachary Quinto belongs in uh, Supermax Florence PDX style prison. <laughs> yeah. In the theater wing. <laughs> yep. Um, the, uh, Vic McQueen, she, uh, the actress, man, I, uh, Ashley I just, Cummings. I hope, she's, I hope she's doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, she's on a show right now called uh, Citadel. Uh-huh. I think uh, I have, it's on a streaming app. Who knows which one? Yeah, um, but it, it seems to be getting good reviews. She and she is third build. I am interested to see what. Oh she's yeah, like she in that plays show. Uh, the titular Jocelyn Citadel. <laughs> is that really her name? No, the show? no, it's okay. Abby Conroy. Um. But yeah, it's funny. Like there, you know, it's such a thing with acting that like you learn to cry on command. Yeah. Right. She can only cry. She has to learn not to cry on (laughs) command. Stop crying. Yeah. (laughs) 
So <laughs> it's the Char- Charlie Banks. Charlie Banks. You better give me my son back. If you hurt my son, Charlie. Charlie Manx. Charlie, Charlie Manx. It's also she's Australian too, and her uh, her no. her Boston <laughs> is not strong. Barston, <laughs> Hillary. I'm from Barston. <laughs> Got it. Uh, Dad. We have to plant all that C four. C four order. Well, uh, look, I right. know we I know we got at least one person listening in Australia. Let us know how we did <laughs> just now. <laughs> also, let us know if Ashley Cummings is a superstar, the known as the um, the the woman who can cry on command. Yeah, <laughs> the crying actor. <laughs> Ashley are, Cummings. Right. Are we uh, are we shredding uh, Australia's? finest actress (laughs) the australian meryl streep yeah like uh sydney's sweetheart (laughs) ashley cummings oh wait hold on it says here she was born in saudi arabia (laughs) hold on did i make up that she's australian no she is australian she was just she was simply born in saudi arabia okay maybe that's why saudi arabia (laughs) <laughs> All right. Saturday morning. <laughs> well, this of course Just chewing on that word. Yeah, uh, yeah. Brings us to our final segment. Shows over. Shows over. This is shows over. Where the show's over, and I go eat dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to yeah. I just want to thank everyone for listening to the episode and I do want to say should have said it mm, I don't know an hour and a half ago <laughs> <laughs> If you enjoyed this free episode why don't you go over to patreon.com slash king me pod sign up five dollars a month get you access to weekly bonus episodes uh, we do some reading series that's called the sometimes readers that's fun we uh we do uh recipes from a stephen king cookbook right uh, we do we talk about uh we read the short stories everybody on the main feed you probably hear the uh us talk about about those short films mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. on the on the patreon we talk about those short stories that's right we've also if you if you are a joe hill fan we've been uh reading lock and key yeah. uh, so that could be fun for you too again that's Patreon.com slash KingMePod. We're going to have a link to that in the show notes for you. And then every other Friday, oh. uh, we uh, we talk about a new, uh, well, not a new movie, but uh, a, a genre movie of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you sign up, you get to request a movie, then we'll watch it and we'll it's do true. a whole episode it's on true. it. It's true. We've done everything from The Holy Mountain to... Um, Puss and Boots. Puss and Boots. That's right. The two ends the of the spectrum. Wish. We just recently did um, Desperate Living, the John Waters film. Had a great time talking about that. Uh, Highly recommend it. Yeah. And if you... uh, I I just... uh, I don't know if you saw this, too. At Patreon, it seems like they're adding a feature where people can do a seven-day free trial. Oh. So... I'm going to I'm going to look into that and see if there's anything we have to do on our end to like activate it or whatever. Yeah. But um 
Yeah, uh, look out for that because uh, if you guys are like on the fence about whether or not you want to hear uh, to us two dirty rats uh, talking, <laughs> we must remember <laughs> more often than yeah. you hear us already. Yeah, uh, you know you could test it out, test the waters. We must remember to be the dirty rats going forward. <laughs> I think that's so funny. <laughs> Just a couple of dirty rats. <laughs> so stupid. Um, all right. All right. I think that's it. Oh, and you know what? Also, real quick. Sorry. Um, if you don't want to subscribe, uh, and I, I totally understand that. Money for everybody is tight right now. Totally get that. Uh, if you want to support us in another way, uh, head on over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. And uh, as if you leave the review as Stephen King, we'll read it on the episode. And if you don't leave it as Stephen King, we'll probably read, read it also. Anyway. Don't we have one to read? Uh, we ha- yeah, we have two, but let's uh, do it at the beginning of the it. next one. Yeah, 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 we'll do it at the beginning of the next one. All right. Well, until next time, I, of course, am uh, uh, Danny Manx. <laughs> <laughs> I am, of course... Robbie Manx. Oh, and oh. wait, we don't say Stephen King. What do we say? Don't we say son of Stephen King? I like that. Is that what we, Let's uh, do I, that. I think it probably yeah, yeah. has changed every time, but that probably. Yeah. But all right. Son, son of, of Stephen, Stephen 